Okay. Uh, give me, give me some. I will lick the inside of your ear with my voice. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only podcast that spends $30 on a game that is absolute garbage so you don't have to. What a waste of my money. Hopefully you can get a refund. Uh, I'm your host, Jared Sheldon, here with my co-host, Stephen Labine. Stephen, how are you doing today? I feel dumber. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, I am easily entertained. I like watching things. I like playing games and... When I play a game that clearly is like shovelware or something that's trying to get like a quick buck, I'm not a I'm not a dumb consumer. Yeah, okay, so we should talk about what we played. So for our bonus episode today, Steven and I set and this is how we do most of our bonus episodes. We set a day to record and then we figure out what we're going to record day of because we're just going to pick we have a list of things we're going to pick from it. We we have, we have a growing list of things. We that, only do one a season. Yeah. So yeah, the list gets bigger and we only still do one. And Stephen texted me today <laughs> and said, "Do you have something picked out for the bonus episode?" And I said, "Well, no, but I have the list." And he said, cool, I have something for us then. And it was the Survivor Castaway Island, or whatever it's called. That's exactly what it's called. Survivor Castaway Island, the game. The game. Uh, Oh, boy. Before we jump into it, Steven, how has your week been? It's, I mean, it's been a busy week. Like, just been a lot going on. I feel like there's such a crunch before a holiday week to get things going on. We're recording this on Friday. This is coming out Thursday. So we we have a little time, but I guess this is coming out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, happy everyone! Happy Thanksgiving! You're probably not listening to this on Thanksgiving. You maybe you are. You, yeah, you might be. People or, travel on Thanksgiving. That's, that's one of my biggest frustrations of like the entertainment schedule world is that. Um, so I, it's well known. So even I live here in Chicago. Hey, I have a lot of extended family that travels to South Bend, Indiana. Oh. For Thanksgiving, and that's where I go. It's only about an hour and a half drive, but that means if I chew through my podcasts, my regular podcasts, before I <laughs> get there, I have nothing to listen to because nobody puts content out on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I got three hours round trip. Like, what are we doing here? I want content on Thanksgiving because I'm traveling. Well, that's what we're here for, baby. I'm going to give you some straight content. So, it could be some queer content. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I meant so on the joke, not on the... I'm well aware. Okay. I just had to fuck with you. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's not waste any more time then, unless you want to talk about how anything else from your week or like rehearsals and Shrek and No, we're, we're rehearsing for Shrek. If you want to get tickets, those are on sale. Music theater works. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm. We're only a week and a half, two weeks into rehearsals, and my body's like, ha, 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 joke's on you. You have two full-time jobs now. Yeah, as we get older, that's going to get harder. Yeah. And we are getting old quickly. Stop it, Jared. Not allowed. Not old enough. Not not too old to play Survivor. No, we are not. So, yes, this is our review of Survivor Outcast Island, the game. Castaway Island. Sorry, Castaway Island. Steven, what year did this game come out? 
year. It was last month. So October of 2023. Correct. October 3rd, 2023. Okay. It was published by Microids and developed by Magic Pockets. Uh, hey, Microids and uh, Magic Pockets, I would like to say, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on. So how, I, My first question is how did they get the rights for this? I don't know. I... I have context that I'm going to save for the end. Okay. Because I think it it makes more sense at the end. Okay. But I'm gonna, I might do some quick research while we're talking about it here. Okay. So, Stephen, this came out on October 3rd of 2023. If you had not known that, what year would you expect this game to have come out in? So, it looks like when, when I texted you off of just screenshots, and I had a general idea that this was not going to be good. General idea that this was not going to be good? Thank you. <laughs> I had mentioned that this looks like a Wii game. It sure does. Which is not entirely accurate. It's more like an Xbox 360 game with how everything is shaped. But it looks like a Kinect game. But here's the thing. Graphics aren't everything, right? That's true. You can make a fun game that doesn't look like it took a team of 100 people. We play a lot of games. Yeah. We're, we both are. I hate the term gamers. I think it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but if you were going to use it, like, yes, I have my own PC rig. I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077 on, like, a high-end graphics card. Like, we are hobbyists of the game industry. We know. You were playing, um, what's it called? Uh, Demonic Golf? Cursed to Golf. Cursed to Golf. Very important. Very important. Because you're cursed. That's true. To golf. That game is, like, 64-bit, pretending, like, Shovel Knight. Like, it's not, like, a graphical Marvel, but yeah. it's a fun game. It's pretending to be retro. Yeah. So, we, like, there could be hope for a game that is that looks like it could have come out on the Xbox 360, right? Yes. As long as it doesn't load like it was on the Xbox 360. And also, okay, so for those people of a certain age, and by that I mean in their late 20s, early 30s, that grew up with the Xbox 360 era... Boy, is that a dark era in gaming. The switch to, like, fully rendered 3D was not a smooth one. And there was a lot of very, very bad games. <laughs> and yet this one might be one of the worst ones I have ever played. It's not one of the worst ones I have ever played. I can tell you straight up. Off the top of your head, what are some bad games that just you've tried, you played, and it made you so mad? Okay. The thing is, I'm usually a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty frugal consumer, okay. especially of video games. I will look up reviews before I play a game, and that's not to say like I'm going to. It needs to be a ten out of ten. It's not saying that I like caring a lot what IGN says, but if it's universally panned as a bad game or a technical, like there's a lot of technical problems or there's a lot of bugs, I just won't bother with it. So I'm having a hard time thinking of one off of the top of my head. But you go ahead and I'll think about it. Okay, I have two that, like, right off the top of my head, spark, not joy. What's the opposite of Marie Kondo sparking joy? This does not spark joy. Hate? Yes. So the one that is infamous that actually is right at my foot My foot here, I'm going to, I'm going to, you could take a look. Sonic 2006. Okay, but okay, okay. But that is so similar to our Gone episode. If you are a newer listener to the show, please go back and listen to our bonus episode on Gone. It is a 
movie, a Christian movie <laughs> from two of the duds of season one that they decided those are the stars of our show. That's it. Those are the guys. <sighs> that's in the... That's in the realm of Gone. That's in the realm of Birdemic. That is in the realm of The Room. Like, it is bad, but it was... They were trying so hard, and it was just misguided in such a way that it is almost entertaining. Yes. Oh, no, there's a lot from Sonic 06 that you can take and be like, ah, I see where, where you were going for it, or I, I like the strong choice, but man, does this not work. I would rather play... 10 hours of Sonic 06 than one more hour of that Survivor game. I, okay, hold on. I, there are parallels to this in that Sonic 06 has the worst loading screen I have true. ever played. That is true. It's, you, you walk into a room, it loads for a minute and a half. You move forward and speak to someone, it loads for a minute and a half. This also had some bad loading screens. Yeah, for, that's true. For me playing for a PlayStation on a, 5. Yeah, it's playing on a PlayStation 5. It's doing the thing where it's a PlayStation 5 game, but really it's a PlayStation 4 game. Really, it's like a PlayStation 2 game. No, the, the base engine is a PlayStation 4 game. Yes. Okay. But still. So what's the other one? Sonic 06 and... Here's one that kind of throws people for a loop. I love the Paper Mario series. There's a Paper Mario on the 3DS called Sticker Star. I have heard that that as a controversial game. It is a controversial game. It's because Nintendo doesn't like to just rehash and repeat for money's sake. (laughs) What? Hold on. Hold hold on. They like to. They don't like to put out a game unless they're like it's innovative in somehow. Mm, mm Hmm. That's fair enough. We might not like the way it innovates, yes. but they do like to try something new. In Particularly in their RPGs. For Paper Mario, the first one is just a pretty standard RPG. The second one, they're like, ah, oh, we can build on this. We can make this bigger. And then they're like, okay, now we can't make that anymore. We need, there has to be a gimmick. So they made one that's half RPG, half uh, platformer. And then they're like, what do we do now? Let's completely throw out the RPG system and just use stickers. And it's awful. Yeah. It, it's a game that I started and I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Hmm. And I I think I got 15 minutes in and I feel bad because I'm pretty sure it was a present. Oh. And I just, I couldn't play anymore because I'm was like, it, this, this, whatever system doesn't appeal to me. Was it a present from Michaela? No. Okay. It feels like one that they'd be like. Here's the game series you really like. No, it came out, I think, when I was in college. So it would have been oh, like... Oh, okay. It would have been before Michaela and I were dating. Probably in like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. Gotcha, okay. And yeah, just a real disappointment. And again, they were trying something and it just didn't work. This feels like it was rushed and... I mean, shovelware is the word you use and I think it's yeah a good word. Which is... Okay, so my I do have a couple of... Now that you've talked about it for a minute, I have a couple of examples. Go on. Two of them from my childhood. Um, Because children, if you didn't know this, have no taste. (laughs) Children, and to be fair, it's not like they can go out and buy a different game. Like, you get what you get, especially back in the late 90s, early 2000s. The first one was also a tie-in property, just like Survivor. It It usually is. Yeah. It was episode one, The Phantom Menace, on the PlayStation 1. 
here's the thing. I sometimes I'll go back if I remember a game I played from my childhood. I'll look up reviews to be like, how was this received at the time? That one's received a little higher, but I remember it being kind of a bad game that controlled like shit. <laughs> You're talking about the like storyline following game, not the pod racing game. Not the pod racing game. Okay. Correct. It's literally like yes, you follow the story of episode one. Heard. And the most Isley level was super confusing from what I remember. The other one is also from my childhood, but I played it recently. So me and my mother loved playing the game Twisted Metal 3. <laughs> now, Twisted Metal is a series that's uh, had some ups and downs. And by that, I mean it had some ups for a minute, and now it's all been downs for 20 years. Straight downhill, baby. All downhill. The car with no e-brake right <laughs> downhill. Two is considered the height of the series. Four is considered good. Three is considered the really, really bad one. But three is the one that we played and we loved. And naturally, since it's so, since it was so <laughs> badly received and nobody gives a shit about it, it was not ported forward. So... My mother, with this nostalgia, wanted to play it. So she went out and bought a PlayStation 3 and got the game off eBay. Wild. Not that expensive, <laughs> to be no, fair. No, I can't. If it's not a good game, it's not... Well, that's not true. Sometimes there are bad games that, because they were so bad, people didn't yeah. buy it, and it became a rarity. So I tried that, like, a month ago with her. It is so bad. Uh, it's a driving game. It's like a demolition derby type game, but you can only steer with the uh, with the D-pad. You cannot steer with the analog sticks. There's no analog stick support. It is awful. On the PlayStation 3? The game itself was has no analog. Because like it, it wasn't ported forward. And was it, it was built for the PlayStation 3, though. Like no, it's, it's no, not no. like a PS1 game. It is a PS1 game. The only reason uh, she bought the PS3 is because it has backwards compatibility right. for PS2 and PS1. Okay. Yeah. It that, has never been ported from the PS1. That makes more sense because the PS1 started off with no analog sticks. Yeah. And uh, it controls like, you, uh, like a, you're just driving a brick. It... <laughs> feels like shit so but at least with those i could tell they were trying but here we are with survivor redemption island or castaway, the, island. castaway island it's it gets a new name every time yeah fun survivor. fact for this episode for the listeners i did not get to take notes you did not because i was the one at the helm of this abomination of a video game yeah so i took a lot of notes i can lead the discussion here, but would you like some broad strokes, Jared? Broad strokes, what yes. What would you like to talk about here? Okay, you, you open up the game. What are some things you notice immediately? That, so the, the first thing I notice is that there are there's no customization. There's no difficulty settings. There, basically, you get to pick from one of two tribes named Coco and Mango. yeah. Yikes. Missed a, missed a big opportunity for Coco and Melon. Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> now, Coco the weird Melon. The weird thing is you pick a season, but you can only pick one season to start. So I, I, I'm assuming once you beat season one, you can move on. I think it means more in the video game season than like a survivor season where it... You think you're going to put DLC out for this fucking game? No, but I think it has, like, 
probably two or three different ways that things go. Sure. And like you can have different twists or I'm, that's yes. I I assume the same thing. Season one is called Outwit, so I assume there's three and it's outwit, outplay, outlast. Yeah. Well, okay. Also not to spoil how we did here, but we played one and a half seasons. Not even that. We played a half two and halves. then two days of another yeah. one. Yeah. And the structure of the second one, we played the first season twice. And the structure was exactly the same, and that the, was not our choice. Yeah. We played the structure. We played the the first season twice because we didn't beat the first season the first time, and so we had to start the first season over. Correct. It's not like they unlocked something new because we got to a certain point. No, no. Yeah, but all the characters were different, but all the interactions were the same. They sure were. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed is that there's names on there that I recognize, kind of like. I know, and, like, Russell's a very common name, Mm -hmm. but, like, I know that there is a Russell that plays Survivor, and there was a Russell on the tribe. Yes. There was someone on the other tribe named Parvati. I know that that is a person in Survivor. I actually remember her from when I was a kid. Like, I don't remember how she does, but Mm -hmm. that name, it's a very unique name, sticks out to me. Yeah, so I'm going to squash what your brain might be thinking right now. Every single name that was on that game was someone who had played actual Survivor. Right. To varying levels of success. And so I thought, maybe they had their likeness. Maybe. <laughs> nope. We re-rolled it, and there was another Russell, and it was a completely different avatar. These are just random me-like creations with a Survivor's name slapped on them. Yeah. How is that legal? I, I guess, like... Names are names. Like, you can't copyright a name and you're not taking their likeness. Think of it like early days of sports video games where (sighs) just because someone is on a show and... I thought you were going to explode. No, sorry, I was yawning. Just because someone is on a show and there is a name does not make it this person in real life. However, once you start adding details like... Their skin color, yep. how their hair looks, personal details, tattoos, these things are very these things make you identifiable yep. and get you in trouble with the NCAA. To their credit, I don't think any of those people were identifiable. And they were not. No. <laughs> so it tells you pick one of twelve survivors. Doesn't matter who you fucking pick. It does they don't it's not like there's a stat difference. Nope. Anything like that. As far as we know. Maybe there's so much going on under the hood that we were just completely unaware of, Jared. I doubt that. (laughs) And then you set out on your fucking Animal Cross Island where you get 15 minutes per day. It is Animal Crossing, you ignorant slut. What did I say? Animal Cross. Oh, I thought I said crossing. All right. You're also three drinks in with no food. (laughs) We need tacos. Yeah. Anyway, um, don't drink in podcast, friends. Um, we do it for you. <laughs> we do it for you so you don't have to. Yeah. So there's only like, what, like five things you can do on the island? Yes. It's like talk to people, fish, which is a fool's errand. <laughs> well, I guess I accidentally clicked out of the tutorial. I'll get to that in a second. Shake the tree for coconuts and hope there's fucking coconuts in the tree. Gather water, gather wood. Yep. And search for idols, I guess. Oh, and yeah, I guess search for idols. Don't know how you're supposed to do that. <laughs> Who knows? Apparently, Owen had one right right fucking day one because the game kept being like, 
Owen's way too relaxed. Yeah. Maybe he has an idol. Maybe he has an idol. He did, he did that like three days in a row. Cool, so Owen has an idol. Great, Owen we're going to make an alliance with him. But then, like, right before we we ended the first game, it hinted that somebody else had an idol. So I'm like, is it just trying to, like, pitch you against people? What's the deal here? Yeah. So day one is, and, and like, the prompts are exactly the same. Like, the first one we do is, like, everyone's get, sitting around meeting each other. And, like, it gives you what seem like reasonable options. In both of our games, I picked two different ones, and both of them were, like, piss baby options. Like, one was, like, say nothing and go away when it was talking about, like, the risk of starving or something. And And one was a flat earther. Oh, yeah. Some dude was a flat earther both times. And, like, I was like, oh, cool. They're all talking drama. I'm going to slink away. I'm going to get us food. Nope. My character says, like, well... I'm going to I'm going to go do this instead of us just sitting around talking about it and everyone hated it immediately. <laughs> it's it's so close and I I feel like this just doesn't work as a survivor doesn't work as a video game. No. Uh, unless you can Okay, well here's our pitch. I maybe I hit save this for the end when we're like how do we rescue this? I'm gonna do that. Let's let's hold okay. that to the end. Okay. We I have ideas. I actually think, especially with AI learning, uh-huh. I think you could make a good survivor game. Okay. This isn't it. No. The island is always the same. The layout is always the same, from what I can tell. I mean, we only did two, but yeah. it didn't change between one and two. Maybe maybe season two has a different island. Maybe. <laughs> they dump all of the tutorials on you all at once, and I accidentally hit X. <laughs> halfway through them so i didn't learn some of the tutorials why would that be important jared it's how i lost (laughs) yeah that'll do it yeah so there is a system of supplies and fatigue if you run out of fatigue you pass out and what i found in doing some quick research is that doesn't mean you automatically are medevaced however the fact that you passed out once and were medevaced is quite impressive to me. Wait, really? It yeah. doesn't mean that you're medevaced immediately? Yeah, apparently other people who have played this game are like... Why have other people played this game? If if you pass out too many times, you get medevaced, and you passed out a single time. Wow. Yeah. So, you have to keep a certain amount of water, a certain amount of food, a certain amount of wood, mm-hmm. or like you don't have enough energy or whatever. No one else in your tribe will do shit. They, want, they don't do anything. They don't do anything. So you have to... You have to pick up the slack, but by picking up the slack, you use energy. But you have to get, you have to use your energy to not lose energy by running out of food or water. It's just, it, it's a vicious cycle to the point where I'm like, Jared, is this trying to teach us something about the world? It might be. Limited resources? I don't think on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then like right away, similar to Survivor. The very first thing you do, I, I I said you talk with the tribe. That's actually not true. You have a challenge first. The challenges seem like randomized mini games. They are pretty bad. I'm just gonna be straight up. They're pretty bad. <laughs> a lot of them are like, hey, hit the series of buttons at the right time. Like most of them are just quick time events. Yep. There's like a maze one that was kind of interesting, but even then, like it controlled like shit. <laughs> Like there's there's so little here that is redeemable. Yeah, I I agree. And it seems like so one of the things the socializing that you can do with other people, all you do is just spam chit chat and then be like so alliance. 
So alliance. Alliance. By the end of my first run, I had a I had alliance with four people in my tribe. We had won every immunity challenge. If it wasn't for the fact that I got medevaced, we were gonna walk right to the end and win. Yeah. I had the scooping playthrough. <laughs> or sorry, the redacted playthrough. There you go. Yeah. You were doing so well, your team was in it to win it, and then you pass, push me into the fire. You pass out and suddenly boom. Your your tribe goes into free fall and somebody from the other tribe wins. Maybe. <laughs> My tribe was incompetent, so that's entirely possible. It's yeah, they might have all died. Wonder if you get past the merge if you end up on the jury. Yeah, also my my tribe was freaking out about the jury and it, or about the merge and it was like day 3. Yeah. They also every time there is a tribal, we won every immunity challenge. People will be freaking out about like, "Oh, what are we going to do at our next vote?" It's like, "Guys, we don't we don't vote somebody out for like four days. What are you guys worrying about? But it'd make it like this urgent thing we had to respond to. Uh-huh. Yeah. This feels like a game made by people who have never watched the show. I disagree. I think it was made by someone who watches the show and doesn't have the ability to make a game. <laughs> That's not Actually, true. Actually, I think you're right. They know how to make a game. They just don't know how to intertwine the two. Straight up, I think you and I could make a better game than this. I agree, but because we have standards. Do we? Yes. When it comes to a product, we have standards. We'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If you go back and listen to season one of Don't. our show, then uh, I maybe that's not true. <laughs> but, like, we have gotten better, and we have learned how to do this better, and it's so frustrating when you're like, ah, oh, there's an IP that someone may or may not have paid a lot of money for. I That I cannot or, understand. Or at least stole. I I can't imagine they stole it. So we, we were mentioning this. The logo is the Survivor... I oh, want to say Australia logo. We should mention, there's no host. Yeah, there's no it's, host. It's not just like Jeff isn't the host. There is no host. They do not even put a host in it. There's like... Text narration, none of this is voiced. Correct. I think that's the biggest killer to me, is that there's n- there's no spark of fun or no pomp personality. Yeah. Like, it's, all right, here's text to, you, you hit the start button, you immediately go to, into a text box. Yep. Like, it's, here is everything you need to know. If this game go. came out 15 years ago, I would still think it was garbage and a shovelware game if this came out on the wii i'd be like this is a bad game yes <laughs> so i even how much did you pay for this game uh i overpaid for this game and like i said it is new so i was like maybe there's a chance maybe somewhere Steven, you're dodging the question i paid 30 dollars for this game i really hope we can get you a refund i, I paid on a gift card so it's not like it's oh, okay. the end of the world i it was left over from something else I had, but like $30. And mind you, how readily available this game is, Jared, it is available on PS5, Xbox, yep. PS4, okay. Switch, yep. Steam. Yep. You can buy them on all these, plat- like every platform. It's almost like it doesn't require any, you can probably play this on my diabetic pump. Yay. Like I, it doesn't require any actual hardware. <laughs> 
it's 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 not a good game. So I I took some quick notes yes, of please. some of the funny things, and I we don't need to go through all of them, but those are those are my platitudes on the game. Those are my like overarching feelings. Playing it and suffering through it for an hour and a half. Yeah. So big things that stick out to me. One, Jared pisses off his team immediately just with like conversations because you don't. Yeah. You don't know how people are going to react. Even the one where you're like, ah, this is a slam dunk. I know how this is going to work. Half of the people are going to get mad at you at any given time. Maybe that's an allegory for life. Maybe that's an allegory. Maybe it's politics. It's trying to teach mm. us something. Uh, they. We ended the first day with no fire because we just didn't know how the game worked. I didn't have enough wood. You didn't have enough wood to make a fire. Every single time you get a challenge, you get a note in a bottle. (laughs) But the note in the bottle is just... (laughs) It's a fucking fortune cookie. It's a fortune cookie. But like with the sliver of maybe this mini game kind of relates to it. Guys, I I really cannot reiterate this enough. If you think we had fun with this game, we did not. Do not buy this game. <laughs> yeah, don't don't buy this game. We're having way more fun complaining about it than we did playing it. So you had a couple different games that I thought were funny. One, you built a raft. Yeah. But like you were just pushing buttons it in was order. Just, yeah, it was just like a, how quickly can you press the buttons. I, to their credit, the one tiny sliver of credit I will give them is that a lot of the games were closer than I expected them to be facing a computer. Yes. But we didn't pick a difficulty, so I wouldn't know how they're supposed to be. True. <laughs> uh, you had to catch balls that were just flying in the air. And at first I thought you were going to lose that one. And then you realized you can just bump people out of the way. That was pretty fun. So you're like, all right, get out of my way. I catch, you don't catch. Cool. That's how you swing that game. That swings the points. Uh, you had to uh, paddle your raft really fast, but it was just like, again, timing where a button would come at you really fast, but you just push it at the right time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nothing. All of this is nothing. It's, <laughs> it's, it makes me sad, Jared. All of it makes me sad. Another thing that stuck out to me are the inconsistent backstories of these people. Because at the beginning, it's like, ah, here's this dirt biker. Here's this person who's, like, a chill guy. And then out of nowhere, it's like, ah, I love beating up criminals. Like, are you... Oh, we have to talk about the typos. Oh, yes. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So this feels like it was written by chat GPT. (laughs) Like, there are so many times where the dialogue is, like, where it's supposed to say, like, where is this person? Say, like... Who is this person? Or like, I I wish I had examples written down, but I had the controller in my hand, so I couldn't. Um, there were time. There was one per- one character who like we thought at the beginning they were transgender because like they look they appear to be female in their avatar, but they introduce themselves as like he him. But I'm not convinced that's the case anymore. Like it could very well just be that they put the wrong pronouns in there. With all of the other things that were happening. Because like you mentioned, the motorcycle bicyclist. It was like, my job's like promoting motorcycle events. And then like a later conversation with that person, they were like, and when I'm taking down criminals, we're like, wait, wait, where is this new (laughs) lore coming from? So I was going to save this for the end, but I think this is the most poignant time to talk about it. This game was built on an already existing game. 
called Colanta, okay. which is based on a reality show that is based on Survivor. So we are say more. We are in so many layers here. So Colanta is a French reality game show based on Survivor. So someone made this game for Colanta. Okay. Which was in French. Oh, okay. So translation. And Got then it. they ported it to be Survivor, but in English. So it's it's really messy and just all over the place. I want to find out. Jesus. Yeah, I want to find out where, what time this game came out. Colanta. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, apparently I can't, I can't look at it in my region. (laughs) Google just said no. I think it, yeah, I think it came out in 2021, this game. The, the Colanta side. But again, just like with the Survivor, nobody has ratings out there because no one has played this, and nobody <sighs> wants to play. At least with the with the new game, it came out a month ago, and people are like, I don't know, why would I buy a Survivor game? It's 2023, right? Yeah, strike while the iron is frozen. Colanta has been out for at least two years and has only one person reviewing it, which is probably the person who made it. Yeah, on. On Metacritic, there is what a, only... What a great time to remind people, hey, please rate and review our podcast. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the person who made it, because it is not a, a nice score. Ah, okay. But they bought it on Nintendo Switch, and it was a 45 out of 100. Ooh. Yeah. So, it's just... It's just... It's bad. <sighs> Do you have anything else to tell me about... A Colanta? About this this abomination of a game. So here's the comment that kind of dragged me to this way. Oh, of course, since I looked up Colanta, the comment's gone. Hold on, get, t- talk some more. Get, give me some time to look. Well, up I have. I'm gonna put you on the spot. It, it, like you've had me rate a lot of things over the course of this podcast, uh-huh. Stephen. I'm gonna have you rate our bonus episodes, okay? <laughs> not including bonus content um, that we have watched. So, like, I'm not including the Johnny Fairplay interview. That's that was an interview we did. That's not content we consumed. Correct. It would be a high up on our list anyway. Well, sure, yeah. So, have you found the have you found the comment before I go on about this? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the comment was basically saying what I had already said about how it's based on Colanta, French Survivor, and it really hasn't been changed. So that's why some of the dialogue is not translated properly. Mm. And. <laughs> It goes on to talk about how the the stamina system really drags the game down. I would say the most repetitive part of the experience is camp life because you're consistently gathering materials while trying to maintain a good relationship with your tribe. The stamina system, however, makes it so you can only do certain things in a day unless you sleep. But if you sleep, then the tribe gets mad at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. So this is what happened. This is how my game ended, right? So we won every challenge except for one reward challenge because the maze was confusing. And we didn't know what happened with the stamina system. We didn't know if it was tribe-focused, individual-focused. So I went to the challenge with low stamina, and the challenge tanked my stamina, and I passed out, and I got sent to medevac, and I got sent home. 
without ever going to tribal council on like day nine or whatever it was. So we start up another game, found out that most of the prompts are exactly the same. The Flat Earther, still there under Hilarious. a different name. And purposely tanked a challenge to go to tribal. Nobody liked me. Like, I maybe like one person in camp liked me, but they would not tell me how they were voting and they would not make an alliance with me. Yeah. I did not get a single vote. <laughs> we all voted out. Well, it was like two people got the most amount of votes and like one person got one vote. And maybe that's like the game being nice and not punishing you for not knowing how the game is supposed to be played on the first day. If I would game, hope. If the game wanted to be nice to me, it would delete itself. <laughs> All right. So open up our spreadsheet of rankings, Steven. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, hang on. First off, I want to update our winners. I want to put Amber is, in. Is this something that we should do on a bonus episode? I feel like we need to save this for another time. Well, it was either finale or now, so. All right, got it. Okay, what are my winner's rankings? <laughs> Currently, your winner's rankings are Hatch, Sandra, Brian, Vesepia, Jenna, Tina, Ethan. So here's the problem, is I think this is a we ranking, not a Jared ranking. Yes. So we have to come to consensus. I think Amber is the top of that list. Wow. Yep. Over Hatch? Over Hatch. Over Sandra? Yeah. Now, could like do I think Sandra has a potential to be a better winner? Yes. Do I think Amber faced a little more I don't know about more adversity, but did did Amber play a cleaner game? Also, yes. Mm. Amber played maybe the cleanest game of a winner I can think of through those seasons, and the fact that everyone else was an idiot does not diminish her win. I'm not going to argue with this. We're putting Amber at the top. A wild thing to say from season two. But here we are. One at the top. Okay. And what's funny is, like, if Boston Rob had won, he would be, like, fourth on that list. Probably. But Amber played an immaculate game. Wow. She made, like, maybe one mistake the entire season. Wow. She sat back and let Boston Rob make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But she, like, she invented or at least, like, made the shield an incredibly relevant thing. Super viable. Yeah. Super viable, which is something people still talk about in modern seasons. Yeah. Just, I want you to think about this for a second. Amber won the million dollars. Yep. Won a car. Yep. Won a husband. Yep. Wild to me. And also won people not hating her. Correct. She left that relatively unscathed. Nobody on that season dislikes Amber. They dislike Boston Rob. Yeah. But they don't dislike Amber. Yeah, that's weird that most people who... The people who voted for Rob, it's because they like Rob and not because they hate Amber. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. So now, with your ranking sheet in front of you, Steven. Sure. You are going to rank... Our bonus content. Do you do you have a list of these? I do. Okay. So oh, Jesus. Our bonus content. Gone. Top shot. Game changers. Rumble in the jungle. The mercenary. And this game. I need some specifications here. 
how what what does this ranking consist of? Am I are these like the best media? How how much fun did you have? How much fun did I have? Okay, that does not necessarily make for or how much did you like it? What do you want the qualification to be, Stephen? So we can go two different directions. We can go with how much did we enjoy it, like us as mm-hmm. people consuming the media. Yes. Or how good is this content? Okay, let's do how good is this content from your point of view because I like I, garbage. We we have very much different. Gone different will opinions. be on very different sides of the spectrum if, yes. if it's a consensus opinion. So yes. you have to make these choices. Okay. Pitch to me. Give me give me the list one more time. Gone. Top shot. Game changer. Rumble in the jungle. The mercenary. And the survivor game that we just played. So I have two clear ones at the top. Game Changer. Yeah. And Top Shot. Yep. I I expected those to be top for you. So I think those are in the clear. I'm going to put Game Changers first. Yeah. Game Changers is is legitimately amazing. And if you have the money, I would recommend subscribing to Dropout because they make amazing content. Absolutely. And they do two Survivor episodes, which we will come back and do that other one at another time because it is very good. But... Okay, so I have Game Changer, I have Top Shot. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where it gets fun. Yeah. Where we have four remaining, right? We have yep. Survivor, Castaway Island, we yep. have Gone, <laughs> yep. we have The Mercenary, yep. and what's that fourth? Oh. The... Shannon Robova. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> What is the bottom for me? It's a good question. I know what it is. What it would be for me? Is this the bottom? This would be the bottom for me, one hundred percent. I think you're right. I, I don't know that I like that, but there's so much garbage content that we've. Here's consumed. the thing: with something like Gone, they tried. Their idea of quality and my idea of quality very different. But Survivor Castaway Island is just phoning it in. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm going to do then. I'm going to do Castaway Island at the bottom, mm-hmm. and you're going to hate me for this. It's gone. Gone is next. Yeah, no, I know. Followed by the Rumble in the Jungle. Okay. And I guess that puts the Mercenary in <laughs> position number three. A wild thing to say. Wow. That very mid and like unhinged movie. We really do consume some garbage for this podcast Correct. in our bonus episodes. Oh, man. Okay. So, to run that down, number one, Game Changers. Number two, Top Shot. Number three, The Mercenary. Four, Rumble in the Jungle. Five, Gone. Six, Castaway Island. I will say at least Rumble in the Jungle was short, you know? That is true. So, Jared, let's let's tie this into a bow. Okay. How how do you feel about all of this? Okay. Very few things I have played especially like in a group setting right like you and i are playing this jess was here um especially when it's garbage in a group setting i can usually have fun with it Uh uh-huh the fun even of making fun of this wore off so quickly (laughs) here's what i want to do no someday in the future no i want to live stream us playing this game (laughs) it's bad but i feel like if we're doing this with people 
it could get pretty silly. Okay, but you have to have the controller then. Okay, that's fine. I don't want to touch that cursed game. Again. I will. I will play this for all of you. We'll we'll come to a consensus in the future. We'll we'll find a day that works for all of us. It's probably going to be a Friday or a Saturday, or it might have to wait until after my show. It'll but probably wait till after your show. If I don't know if if this is something you guys are interested in, drop it in your emails because I think that that would be fun for me. You can see the abomination without having to pay for it. That's true. You guys can participate in this and just laugh at how stupid this is and so be a bad. part of it. So that's cool. Two, I want to bring us back to where we were, and I said we'll put this off for later. How do you fix this game? Burn it. Cool. I like li- like okay is is survivor video game just unreachable? No. Okay, so there's if if that is the if Survivor Castaway Island is the base you are starting with and then you're like I'm going to make a game out of that, you are doing a fool's errand. <laughs> if you are starting from scratch, it's tough because anything that is trying to replicate human behavior that is computer generated just is not there and hopefully doesn't get there. It's getting closer. I mean, you play Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, but those are scripted. Yeah. The thing is a lot of video games that have choice. Sure. You have choices, but a lot of them, it's the illusion of choice. Yes. Something that is truly trying to emulate 12, and this is not, like, 16's a normal season. They did 12. Yeah. Trying to emulate 12 people's personalities, likes, dislikes, and the way that they interact seems impossible. Mm-hmm. Especially without making it so that there is a way to, like, game the system. If you could figure out how to have dice rolls behind the scenes, have long branching conversation paths maybe to navigate maybe some type of skill system like it could be an interesting game but at that point you might as well make an rpg yeah yeah okay here's how i would fix it don't have computers make this Hmm. an online game make this that's I, tough because you you then you have to have a player base to support that. Correct. But what you do is you make it like it's gonna be a Fall Guys, a a something mm-hmm. where you you have actual people and you can't. You just want to play Town of Salem. <laughs> I mean, kinda. Yeah. Like it's it's a little. I would put it as a mix between Fall Guys and Among Us. There could be an interesting live service survivor game where, like, your prize, quote-unquote, is, like, you get tokens towards, like, being able to play as one of the classic survivors yeah. or something. You get a costume or something. I I don't know. I think that has the potential to be fun because then you actually have to make these relationships. They're snap relationships. Yeah. And you don't really have the ability to like sit in things for a long time because the longer you go on, the quicker people drop off from the game. Yeah, I think you would have to have a pretty good AI system behind it for when people do drop, like that it get replaced by an AI. But I, I just think there's no good way to replicate human behavior or 
even to make God, you feel like so. you're part of this. God, I hope there's no way, good way to replicate human behavior. Okay, I think that's that's as far as we're going to get at this point. Like I said, I want I want to play this with you guys. I think the the biggest way that this can be fun is doing it as a community. I almost suggested that we stream it tonight. I I guess it would have been I had it in my head, but also we had other circumstances which made it more yeah. difficult to do that. And last second streaming is tough anyway. Yeah. So, I want to if this is something you guys are interested in, send us an email. I want to pick out a date. Maybe one day I will tweet out a, a poll saying what day works for you guys. So, X out a poll. <laughs> X out a poll. That sounds stupid. Sure All does. of it is stupid. Yep. Okay. Take us. I almost tried to end the episode. but You it's almost not, tried to do a bumper? It's not my episode. That's true. It is my episode, Stephen. Uh, anything you want to promote? I want to promote not this game. Yes. Fair. I want to promote Cyberpunk 2077. They reworked the entire game. It plays really well now if you have a good rig or if you have a PlayStation 5. Uh, it It's really fun. It's very immersive. Mm. I also want to just thank you all again. We don't do that enough. Thank you all for your support. Um, and yeah, that's my plug. Cool. Oh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I finally beat Tears of the Kingdom, the Legend of Zelda game, and that ending sequence for Tears of the Kingdom, mm, chef's kiss, it's beautiful. That's that's my thing. Mwah. For my co-host, Steven, this is Jared. For my host, Jared, this is Steven. Always feels weird saying that. It does, doesn't it? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.